Let us pray. Lord, we've heard beautiful voices. Lord, we've, we've listened to your powerful scripture from Luke 2. Lord, we've seen the results of a of commitment, of action, of a dedication, Lord. And Lord, it doesn't end there. Out of your scriptures, we'll soon hear of John the Baptist, Lord. When we pray, Lord, that by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you illuminate this passage and help it to continue to speak to us in these, these crazy days that we live. And try, just trying to keep up with the season, Lord. Lord, we pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. So as I said in the prayer, that Luke 2, which they read beautifully, which the folks read beautifully, Luke 2 is not the end of the story. Luke 2 is not the end of the story. No. In fact, Luke 2 was forgotten. Luke 2 was forgotten. By the time you get the, the last verse of Luke 2 and the first verse of Luke 3, 18 years passed. Can you remember what the sermon was 18 years ago? I can't. I can't. My point is, is that Jesus was forgotten. We're pretty sure of that. We're pretty sure that they just lost the message of Jesus somewhere in the Jordan. Because by the time John the Baptist comes around, he's got to remind everybody of what is going on. So in this passage I'm going to read, you're going to hear, if you can't hear it, I'm going to help you. Help you. John the Baptist is frustrated with the followers. He's frustrated with the Jews. He's frustrated with the Christians. And he's just going to let them have it. And so out of this passage, Luke 3, we hear these words. John the Baptist said, therefore, to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come, bear fruits in keeping with repentance. And do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. Even now, the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. He's getting ugly on him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What's he saying there? The most important line in that whole passage is, bear fruit, bear fruit in keeping with your repentance. If you don't remember any other line out of Scripture, any other line from the Old Testament to the New, from the cover to cover, if you remember that one verse, you will remember the whole message of the Bible. Bear fruit in keeping with your repentance. Okay? So what does that have to do with this beautiful presentation? What does that have to do with what you're doing now? It's because it all comes down to that question. What shall we do? What shall I do? What shall you do? Because what he was saying was that these people that were coming down the hill, coming down to see him do the baptism in the Jordan, and what he's saying is that you folks, you feel so entitled. You folks think that you've got it. Just because of your birthright, you think that you're going to heaven. And he says, nah. That's not how it works. That's not how faith works. Because what's going to happen is he's going to teach them with that one line. And this is the message of the scripture with that one line. Bear fruit in keeping with your repentance. Meaning that repentance is not something that just happened. Let me get this baptismal font. This would be just like John the Baptist. John the Baptist would grab this font and he would just plop it right down here in the middle of the floor. And he'd go, remember that day? Remember that day you were baptized? He goes, it didn't stop there. It didn't stop in the water. It's still going on. 
Repentance is change. Repentance is an action. Repentance is something you do every day. And what he's telling those people, you stopped repenting a long time ago, you brood of vipers. Well, the person in the crowd goes, I love these questions they ask. They're powerful questions. He goes, well, what shall we do? Number one, the crowd. Listen to who he's picked on. Number one, the crowd. What shall we do? And he goes, well, if you have two tunics, Jeff, if you have two tunics, he tells you, you can have one. Give the other to somebody that needs it. And then somebody else goes, well, <laughs> I don't have two tunics, but I'm a tax collector. What shall I do? And he says, stop taking advantage of people. He says, collect no more than you have been given authority, authority to collect. Remember, tax collectors were given permission by the Romans to collect taxes. And they had, the Romans would say, you're going to give us a dollar, but you can charge them two, or three, or five, or ten. So they would see Nathan coming, and they'd go and say, I think we might be able to get two dollars out of him. And you would have nothing to say about it. You would have to give your two. That's what he's talking about there. What shall we do? And he says, well, stop doing that. And finally, those, the soldiers, they were everywhere. The Roman soldiers were everywhere. And they were powerful, and we were afraid of them. And they would falsely accuse people, and then they'd have to, like, pay to get out of trouble. And he says, you need to stop doing that. You need to false, stop falsely accusing your neighbors. Well, what he's done is he's painted the picture of what are the fruits of repentance. And it all has to do with mission. It all has to do with serving those that can't help themselves. It all has to do with respecting your neighbor. It all has to do with being satisfied with God has provided you. That's a tall bill. That's expecting a lot. But you know what? That's what repentance is. So, how does it apply to us? What shall we do? If you came to church today just to be entertained, John the Baptist would have the same message for you. You brood of vipers. That's not what church is about. Church is about bearing the fruit of your repentance. Meaning living that life, doing that mission. It's not just about singing in the choir. It's not just about listening to beautiful songs. It's not, it's not about some clever preacher that can twist the words around. It's not. It's about what are you going to do. It doesn't stop here. In fact, it starts here. This is the beginning of the rest of your life. For all of you who have been baptized, this is the beginning of the rest of your life. So today, when you leave this space, consider what shall you do? Do you have two tunics? Keep one. Give it to the other. If you have the power to charge people whatever you want, consider again. If you have the power to arrest people, if you have the power to make people pay, be careful. It still applies. We're human. It still applies. What shall we do? It's a simple answer. Good works. Good works. Good works. It still applies.
What shall I do? Good works. What shall you do? Good works. It's a beautiful day. Let us leave this space ready to do good works in the name of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Lord, as we consider the words of our baptism, as we consider the renunciation, we consider perhaps it was long ago, perhaps we don't even remember when we were baptized, Lord. Lord, we can change. There's still time to change. And Lord, we can also change the world around us. There's still time to change. Another word for repentance, Lord, is change. Help us, Lord, to keep changing and to change the world around us by our good works. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.